Hello, and welcome to ABB Energy Pod, offering you quick updates from the energy sector directly from the experts. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to today's virtual conference, Critical Digital Solution to Support Sustainable Energy Transition, brought to you by IoT World and sponsored by ABB. I'd like to introduce our moderator for today's session, Kevin O'Donovan. Thank you, Lucien. Um, no, I'm delighted to be here. I spend my time looking at new technologies right across the energy industry, and I've got a sneak preview of some of the things we'll be talking about here, so I'm certainly looking forward to this discussion. I'm delighted to be joined by Brandon Spencer, the, um, the Division President for ABB Energy Industries, and with uh, Gino Hernandez, the Head of Global Digital Business at ABB uh, Energy Industries. So, I suppose we're here today and we're looking at critical digital solutions to support a sustainable energy transition. And I suppose digital solutions and critical infrastructure and sustainable and energy transition mean many things to many people. So if I may, Brandon, at ABB, how do you guys define critical digital solutions? When we talk about critical digital solutions, I think it starts with the things, anything that's around process, anything that's around safety, anything that's around the power distribution or the, the energy sourcing for the facility. So all of these are critical applications. And you know the way I explain it to my kids is hearts, brains, and veins of the industrial facilities. And that's really what ABB does. The brains is the automation and certainly the control uh, instrumentation, all these sort of things. Uh, the veins is the power distribution and then the heart is the primary mover. So the generators, pumps, all of these things that we do. Okay. And I have to admit, I hadn't heard the, the hearts, brains, and veins one. That's a, that's a, that's a good no. one. I've written that down. <laughs> now, Gino, when we talk about the digital solutions, and, and, and as Brandon said, it, it's, you guys cover so many different industries and whatever, but I suppose there's some core things. But when we talk about the solutions and how they help a sustainable energy transition, how, how, how do you map that up? Is that like energy efficiency or end, end, end or what? As we look at, you know, sustainability and what that means for our customers, it's really around carbon footprint reduction at the end of the day. And as we look at that and, and I think about the areas where we're helping customers, it seems like there's really two areas where customers are reaching out for help. One is, you know, energy efficiency is how do I uh, reduce the amount of uh, energy that I'm taking in? And then the other area is really around the process side. And, you know, as you look at a unit of energy, you know, for that same unit of energy, how do I get additional process or additional output from that energy? Those are the two predominant areas where customers today, as they begin to talk about sustainability, because they want to drive value for their shareholders. Those are the two areas that customers continually reach out to drive that value for the, for the business and for the shareholder as well. You know, this has been a topic that's been around for quite some time, but uh, my boss was in an interview a, a few times, and I've heard this in other places, that the greenest energy is the energy you don't you consume. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't think that we should lose sight of this, that while we're going to talk about technology today, new offerings and different things, there is low-hanging fruit out there to make things more greener, more efficient, more sustainable today. Uh, not all of this is placing humongous bets on technology tomorrow. There is things that we can do today. So I, I want to make sure we also have kind of the practical uh, side of the equation as well. Sometimes energy efficiency isn't seen as the, the sexy, cool thing. Um, yeah. That said, the guys who pay the bills are ultimately, and, and in today's world, people are looking at, well, how can we, 
how can we become more efficient? Energy efficiency is a key piece. And if I look at the, the, a lot of the stuff rolling up in the US, here in the EU with the EU Green Deal, energy efficiency is, is a key piece of that puzzle and has to be, right? The other thing I suppose when we talk about digital, we've been talking about digital transformation for years, but because of the past 12 months, we've seen a lot of, you know, some people would say we've seen more digitalization, especially in the oil and gas uh, utility industry in the last, whatever, 12 months that we saw in five or six years. Yeah. Brandon, is, is that something that you see as like a once-off because it was kind of like we had to do it or has, is this just going to continue? Yeah, no, I don't think it's a once-off. I don't think we can afford for it to be a once-off. Our industries uh, have been innovative around technology and, and there's lots of different examples. I mean, we've got subsea examples uh, that we're doing together with partners uh, where, where technology and the deployment of it uh, is is you know, nothing short of spectacular of how the innovation has happened or competitiveness. If you look at onshore shale gas, for example, the competitiveness levels that technology has allowed that to get to in order to be profitable. Uh, so I think we've been innovative around technology. The digital side has certainly always been this battle between the IT side of organizations and the operational side of organizations. And hey, what about cybersecurity? What happens if we're responsible for this scope of work, not you? Etc. And so I don't think it's a once-off. Uh, I, I think it's uh, a sustained path forward because there is efficiencies to be gained. So, you know, we should never go back to the old way of doing things. We should never have people on airplanes to go to an FAT for something that we can do using uh, a virtual reality, uh, all these sort of things, which is what we're doing now and what we're implementing. So I think some of those things are natural things that should stay. The, the other thing was, you know, if I, had a, if I had a dollar from every time someone in oil and gas or utilities told me, we're, Kev, we're never going to the cloud, um, yeah. I, I, I'd be a rich man. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and then I saw last year where, it, you know, we, uh, Brandon, you mentioned it in terms of we, we need to do a commissioning, we need to do break fix, we need to do something. And, and we can't fly the, the, the engineer, he or she, somewhere because whatever, the, the world changed or the the best line I heard last year was um, they said the smartest person in the room is the only person in the room. Um, and, and you had to, to train them. So, so Gino, I suppose that, the, and yet someone like me is like, Ooh, toy gadgets and oh, isn't this great. Look at the technology and you can do all this. How, how do you then translate that into the world we're in today where ESG is becoming far more prevalent? I need to be sustainable, but it, but it has to make business sense. Yes. Absolutely. absolutely. And, and we talk about business sense and we look about sustainability. There's really four areas that customers are really driving us towards. I mean, one is around operations, around operational efficiencies. The other one be around maintenance and looking at maintenance and trying to figure out what the right maintenance schedules are. Uh, looking at, the, uh, to Brandon's point around looking at the data, but looking at the data in an intelligent way that's enabling them to determine when exactly they do need to make do that critical maintenance versus on a regular schedule that's always been there for the last 20 years. Uh, energy efficiency, we've already talked about, but that's the, that's the other you know, big category, I would say was category number three for us. And then the, the really the fourth category is around HSSE. And it's really around, you know, Brandon touched on this a little bit earlier, it's around cybersecurity. As you begin to make all of these moves and you begin to adopt cloud technologies, um, you've got to do it in a safe and a safe way that protects all of your systems. And if we look even at our cyber business here at ABB, it's been our fastest growing business in the digital space. So customers are very interested in not only, you know, taking advantage of these new technologies, but doing it so, in a way that makes it uh, sustainable for their business from a from a security perspective. 
The other core technology that I'd say, Kevin, that's really important is that you're going to see the power gen systems or the electrical systems be much more hybrid solutions as we go forward versus just, say, an incoming power line. Now what you may see is a customer has renewables on site. They have battery storage on site. Uh, they're also backfeeding the grid at times when they may be ramped down or they may have something going on, they may backfeed the grid. And so the, um, how we do the power management, and we've got some different technologies and solutions around power management, but so that you can account for everything that's happening, so that you can properly ramp up and ramp down assets, uh, all of this really important as we go forward. So I would look at those kind of two areas, the machine learning, the AI elements that we're doing on the product side, ultimately into the application space that we have, and then the energy infrastructure side, uh, I think shouldn't be uh, underestimated as we look forward. Because that's very different, the hybrid systems than it is today. No, I agreed. The, the people side of this or the culture side of this shouldn't be underestimated because it can defeat technology pretty quickly. If people are heading away from this, if there's one takeaway, what, what, would, what, would, you, what would you give them? Mine, mine, Kevin, I think it's a great question and a great way to end. Mine would be that sustainability and technology are integrated hand in hand. And I, I, I think you can't have one without the other. So we, it's a journey that we're on together. I don't know that we ever reach the destination, but I think it's a journey that we're on together. And so uh, technology, uh, sustainability, and when I say technology, certainly the digitalization aspect. You know, if we do it right, we do it transparent, we focus on business outcomes, we can have an impact on our industry that uh, leaves a bigger mark for the future. And, uh, and so I'm, I'm absolutely bullish on what we can do for our industries. Uh, that, that's a great point, Brandon and, and Gino. And, you know, my own personal view is that it's like technology, innovation, human nature. We're not, there's not, there's clever people out there will always come up with something new sure. and we call it an energy transition. And we talk about being sustainable. And to me, yeah, I don't think we'll ever get to the end because once we get to a certain point, we'll find something else to be more That's efficient right. on or transition to or whatever. So the, the more output you can get from a, from a unit of power, the, the reduced CO2 that you can get from a unit of power, the more economical your plant is, the greener your business is, and then you go. And so uh, I think these go absolutely hand in hand, Kevin. Hope that today's episode of ABB Energy Pod was useful. The next update from the team here at ABB Energy Industries will be available next week. See you here.